Hello. Good evening. How are you, Frank? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, AJ? I'm very well. Thank you. Welcome back. Oh, man. Another episode of the Lost Heroes podcast. The sequel. The sequel. We're officially a franchise. We did it, man. We got it. We got the website going. We got everything going. Here is Shana Goldberg, the lovely. Hello. How is Zumba? Am I on the record? Yes. I didn't go to Zumba. Why? I didn't make it. Oh, Time. no. They didn't allow you to go in? I I would have been too late, so I just walked for the last hour. Sure. Now I'm drinking a, a iced coffee. green smoothie. That's very delicious. It's as gross as it sounds. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. What Excellent. are you drinking, AJ? Anything? I'm not drinking anything at the moment. I was uh, I was drinking some iced tea earlier. What mm-hmm. about you, my friend? I currently have a Star Hill Doppelbach accumulation or something like that. It's very good. Very nice. Where'd you get that from? Uh, I think downstairs in the store. That's cool. You, the Washington D.C. You guys have kick-ass craft beers available for you guys. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty good. Pretty good to me. Pretty so. good to you. All right, man. So you want to just jump right into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I'm uh, getting getting down this week. You know, have a certain theme, certain. Gothic theming, certain gothic a little, a little dark, a little... A little dark, a little brooding, a little, a little depressing, but also very fun. Batman. Also one of the most, you know, iconic, New Age American uh, kind of stories. It's our modern day legends, if you, if you want, want to say, you know. We've got 75 years of history of Mr. Batman. Totally. It's great. So, mainly, main story coming out this week, early this week, Affleck, Ben Affleck, you know, of uh, Argo Academy Award fame, who's been rumored for months to uh, be starring, producing, writing, and also directing uh, the, you know, unofficially titled The Batman motion picture feature slated for an unofficial 2018 release date the most vague thing possible that's been sort of out in the ether for a long time that it might be happening it's happening it's not happening and he's directing or he's not directing or he is directing and what is he now aj oh he's out he's He's officially out. out so as of uh earlier this week so i'm guessing what so that had to be like the sixth yeah, I think it was earlier than that. I, it might have been before the weekend, but sure. nonetheless, it's it's official, official, they say, that he's no, no longer directing. Obviously, he's still acting because he is Batman. Right. He's in the current universe. I don't uh, think that could be permanent, though. That's that's a good point. That's a that's for I, another day's speculation, I no, think. No, to- I think it's totally relevant. Let me t- okay. talk to you about why. So, we all know that, like, Ben Affleck can direct a delicious motion picture, right? Yes. I recently saw his most recent movie, Live By Night, set in the 20s. It's about bootlegging, moving liquor around. 
And it takes place, you know, for the early part of the feature in Boston, and then it moves down to Ybor City, Tampa, mm-hmm. two places I'm more or less familiar with. And this movie, in my opinion, was Batman in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good. And I and for to its credit, it did something that like I was you know excited to see. Like there were some parts that dragged. I guess people like can't really deal with you know slow things in movies anymore. But personally, like I I I didn't think this movie was so bad. But if you look at it, all of the reviews that came out right were pretty you know not not nice. And with these bad reviews came. A not so immaculate, uh, you know, box office, which is kind of a bummer because it was, I'm sure, very expensive to make. So uh, it was crazy. So this this picture now, Live by Night, Ben Affleck's most recent picture with Warner Brothers. Okay, yeah. it's only eighteen million dollars US, dude. Yeah. Okay. So you think they, they got cold feet? They know that while Ben Affleck is is you know a to his credit an oscar winning director and a bankable movie star so there's so much pressure on him to be batman and to direct the movie and to write it and to be better than what Zack snyder kind of perpetrated against him which you can see is kind of apparent in his you know the way he's been talking about it and one can't help but kind of empathize with the guy. Imagine you, you're Ben Affleck. You've won an Oscar, right, for a movie you wrote and directed. And you want to make your, like, prohibition, like, you know, bootlegging movie, which is something I could totally empathize with, right? Mm-hmm, and totally. he's out there, and he makes this – he goes out there, and he makes the movie he wants to make. But the entire time, anytime he goes to talk to anybody during his process, they're talking to him about Batman. Yeah, I mean, how many, like like we were saying, it, it flip-flopped for months, almost a year probably, because any time he was in the public eye, they were asking about the Batman, because, I mean, even in the lead-up to Batman v Superman, people were asking about it. Like, I, I get he the reason why he didn't want to commit. Um, it, it It is a big thing, you know, how many, Batman is the thing that put the superhero movies on the map in the 80s, and you know, their more recent success, too. So, of course, people are going to keep asking about it, especially with Batman v Superman arguably being a Batman movie that most people probably didn't want in that way. But we can get into that later. But still, yeah, it's but it's unfortunate. It's, I mean, it's I, relevant here because yet to appear, you know, Ben Affleck later on this year in 2017 uh, in Justice League. Now, we know that, you know, Henry Cavill's Superman, his Kal-El, if you will, it, uh, we don't know if he's going to be such a major part, I would say, early along in the film. No. Revealed, in, you know, in other ways that, you know, he's going to return, um, you know, in some fashion. Yeah, I, I think it'll be in the, the last third or, or the last couple scenes. Not quite the Luke Skywalker moment, but... You know, having said this, this is, you know, their chance to give Affleck some retribution. Okay, and if people look upon him the way that they looked upon him in Batman v Superman, which I think nobody really faults Ben Affleck. No, I mean, I think like people mostly are positive about him. 
Definitely, like that's the most positive aspect of the movie that I heard, at least. You know, everyone loved Ben Affleck and couldn't wait to see more of him as Batman. And you know, it, it was a different take. He's you know very athletic so, and, and so agile. Think and, about yeah. he's got to like wear this, you know, excuse me, excuse the phrase, fucking crazy suit, and direct a movie, and it's, you know, be writing what's supposed to be the best Batman movie ever after we've already had the best Batman movie ever, which happened by accident because they right. planned it and they yeah. made it kind of, they took the time to build it into something really kind of beautiful in the dark night. Yeah. And to do what they're looking to do, you know, with this kind of Batman, the things that they've been laying down, the, you know, spoilers, if you haven't seen uh, Batman v Superman yet, I don't know what you're doing, but uh, <laughs> the, the oh. Robin costume in the Batcave yeah. It's very interesting. They use that definitely for story. Suicide Squad, they put in, uh, you know, Harley Quinn's credentials that she was, you know, an integral part, an accomplice in the uh, the murder of Robin. Yeah, and obviously they they were confident enough in Affleck that they put him in that movie, too. And again, one of the... Well, but also think about it. Like, Batman and the Joker, right? They're yeah. in a... They're in a full-on scene together in a movie and they don't say anything to each other <laughs> they have no dialogue yeah it's, <laughs> there's, it's, there, there's nothing they want to talk about yeah just, he's just trying to kill him yeah like, the joker's not saying anything like what i know i, I uh, so you know that, see like for me the treatment here like a lot of this stuff has been said but like yeah. it what it is is like they don't fundamentally understand what they're doing. They based their whole universe on a guy who thinks visual first, story second. Mm -hmm. And now, like, you know, what are we gonna like? What are we? What are they gonna do? Are they? Are they? Can they recast the Batman? Well, okay. Here's a few things. First of all, I totally understand why Affleck wouldn't direct this movie. It's so impractical for him to be behind the camera and then in front of the camera in the suit in and out of the suit it just doesn't make sense like there are other movies where you can do that kind of thing but this is not one of them and so maybe that's what either him or the warner brother execs decided you know what it's just not worth it i mean he's writing the screenplay but apparently there's been rewrites to it already um i i would love to see ben affleck's vision the directed version of it but I'm still just as interested in seeing him on screen and, you know, especially obviously it's after the justice league. So it's still this old grizzled Batman and, you know, what kind of movie we're going to get out of him, who knows, but you know, I, I'm personally okay with it, but I, you, you seem to think that they might recast him. And, and so what, what would you think would be the reason why for well, that? Here, okay. Here's what, here, here's the thing. I don't think that they, they're going to recast him. Here's here's what I think is actually going to happen. Okay. All right. So they're making Wonder... So Wonder Woman is going to come out. Nice. Wonder Woman weighs big time in this, too. You have to think yeah. about Wonder Woman. Like, this movie, like, you know, it lost its director early on because the visionary director had big differences with the studio. Mm -hmm. And now, like, the... Uh, you know, it's getting, like, it got some decent reviews, but, you know, 
it it needs to be good as well. So once that if that does well, and Justice League come out comes out and it's big, you know, and Bat and Ben Affleck's Batman shines, and it it really it doesn't just look like a forced Avengers movie, right? And uh, then I think Ben Affleck would be forced to step in and say he's directing it. Because even as recent as my birthday, January 10th, he's on Jimmy Kimmel saying he's going to be Batman. Well, I think that's what the craziest thing about it was. It was literally within the span of a month. It was confirmed he's doing it because it was, it was rumored for a while. And then it was backed out. So, I, you know, to me, it seems like a reaction to his most recent movie or something that he decided that we don't really know about. Um, but I think ultimately... You know, do you just have any... burnt out? I think he's just burnt out. I think he might be burnt out. And so, and if that's the case, and if he's not the director, do you have anyone that you would love to see direct a Batman movie? Um, um, you know, this can sound a little crazy, and I know that it's he's already said no. But I don't think that's definitive, and I think that Kevin Smith should like be able to do it. Like I don't understand why people aren't going to him at well, Warner Brothers already. He's already doing so much with the TV over there. Yeah, I mean he's directed several episodes of like three of the different CW shows. So, yeah, so I don't understand why that hasn't uh, commuted no, I, over. And, I mean he's like, got a working relationship with them now, so. I mean, I mean, obviously, there's the TV side and the movie side. I think that there should be like kind of like a little bit, like even if like we had to start it, like a little bit of a fan pushback for him to do it, or to even it be considered, right? Like for him to like meet with Ben and like see what they both thought they would do, yeah, you know, and then it kind of go from there. Because I think that Kevin Smith gets it, and I think that he's been doing these TV shows very nicely. You know, in a way that's very nice, in a way that's easy. And like, I think that if they gave him the amount of money and said, all right, you don't have to leave all your other stuff, but like do this thing and do this thing right. Yeah. I mean, and to be totally honest, the episodes that he has directed have been some of the best. Like, I think it was one of the Flash episodes last season, and it was just fantastic. And he really gets it. He really understands these characters. And, you know, obviously those shows don't even deal with Batman. So you know, it's it's something he's clearly like itching to do. Um, now let me ask you this: Do you think that they would go in the complete opposite direction and have Mr. Zack Snyder pick up the reins? I don't think Ben Affleck would do that. You think he would just back out I and don't say this think Ben Affleck trusts <laughs> Zack Snyder? I I hope not. I mean, I obviously I think we basically got his version of a Batman movie. And I don't think I would want to see another another one like that. So well, you got to think like they had to conceptualize what that Batman would look like, right? Yeah. So like that's on Zack Snyder. He's the visual guy. Ben Affleck can't draw that. He doesn't. He doesn't visualize that. He just comes in and brings his acting ability to that. And then once he like got into it and like he was like thinking about it, he was like then he could do it because. He, you know, he thought he could take it, take on the animal. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think Zack Snyder would be the answer. And I don't think that David Ayer or like some other like turn and burn kind of person would do it. I think maybe if they could get George Miller to do it, that would be cool. That'd be really cool. 
Like, yeah, I mean, you're supposed to do a Justice League movie, man. Yeah. That almost happened. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I, like, there's there were all these projects that were abandoned for so many years that directors or just, tried to. Or, or if, like, the, here's what also could happen. Like, if Wonder Woman and Justice League tank, right? Mm-hmm. And they both do bad. You just stop and reboot in five to ten years. That's true. Or... And let it go, because there's nothing more that they can do. Right. I mean, I think the other thing that... They, look, at, like, look at Flash. Flash lost two directors. I know. It's like, a, they're, not even ma- they're not even trying. Like, wh- what? They're going to they're gonna have some date next year? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So here's what I think is the most likely thing that's going to happen. I think the movies are going to do fine. They're going to move ahead with the Batman movie. It's going to get a, like late 2018 or early 2019 release date and they're basically just going to get someone to shoot it and it's going to still be uh, Ben Affleck's movie and it's just going to be someone behind the camera and he's mostly going to be calling the shots and I'm fine with that because if it's his vision through someone else you know that it's not the first time someone else has just picked up a movie that was written and had you know the vision by someone I think about uh like Ant-Man, and uh, obviously that, there were some major rewrites there, but you know a lot of the story apparently was was still in it. When Ed no, Wright but that's like that, a but... studio thing. Like Ant-Man, yeah. like you can see like exactly where Ed, the Edgar Wright starts and ends. Right. You know, like it, with Marvel, like they had such an idea of what that movie needed to do in terms of moving the year's story along. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is that apparently. Uh, Warner Brothers DC now has someone more in charge. I think um, Jeff Johns isn't he kind of running? Yeah, but like, right it, but look, okay. So like, Jeff Johns has to like work with Zack Snyder. Yeah. In a in a movie, they're already knee deep in. Like, ha- like, did they do more reshoots? I don't know. Like, they're just they did one set. I don't know if Jeff Johns had input on that. Wow. You know, like. Hopefully, hopefully he did. Hopefully, they said they made some good, you know, moves and and made it fun. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, and obviously he's one of the the most well known comic writers, and he he for DC Comics. So it's like a no brainer to have him really involved in the story aspect of it. And I I hope that oh no uh, oh no question, but like you know. It's almost too little, too late, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, not for the Batman movie. I don't think it's. I think still in its infancy, it's changing. Um, if he's involved in and in helping steer the ship for that, and he was in in the room with with Ben when they were working on the story. Again, it, if if all the the meat is there and they just need someone to to shoot it, I I think that that would be great. But you know, obviously we've had. A lot of Batman movies over the, the years, and like we said, Batman v Superman, most recent memory, but do you have a, a favorite Batman movie? I have, to, I have a favorite Batman, and I have a favorite Batman movie. I think okay. that my favorite Batman movie is definitely The Dark Knight. It's the best one, definitively, as a motion picture. It's It just it blew, it blew me away. I remember seeing it in the theater and being like totally just shocked and awed by how visceral and crazy it was but then like I, I, on the on the opposite side of that 
I love Michael Keaton so much. Yeah. And yeah. like I loved Michael Keaton growing up. I loved the Tim Burton uh, original, and I also loved Returns. I remember watching those movies over and over and over again on VHS. Yeah, man. And it's funny because obviously we grew up when uh, Forever and Batman and Robin were, were basically coming out. Like, uh, <laughs> so as a kid, yeah, like, I still those... remember like watching those movies and being like yeah. intrigued by them, and like being like and like questioning like. Why is it the same Commissioner Gordon, but it's not the same Batman? Like, what? <laughs> also, yeah. the same Alfred, but it's not the same Batman. Right. Yeah. And, and then they funny. change it up again. It's like this Batman's totally different from the last Batman. Yeah, I think there's a, always going to be a part for like, you know kids growing up with movies that are bad movies. That. And then, uh, like, did you hear Michael Keaton on uh, the Hollywood Reporter podcast where he was talking about the founder? And he was like, he's like, the script was just bad. Yeah. And, and it, you know, apparently Schumacher asked, like, why does everything have to be so dark? Right. Yeah. And he, and he just said it was bad and he backed out. And yeah. So, like, too from, you know, it's like those movies definitely took a different turn. And I agree with you. I, I, you know, I, I have a really soft spot uh, for the original Batman and Dark Knight, of course. But, uh, yeah, the other the other ones that I think they're always worth a rewatch and uh, like there's some, there some like cool things that like do exist. I'll gi- I'll give you a few of like my highlights of other Batman movies. Like you know, Batman Begins is a pretty great movie. Yeah, like, like from start to finish, it's really fun. But I don't. Here's what like bugs me about that movie is the continuity. Like it doesn't look that Gotham looks so different from the straight Chicago Gotham of Dark Knight, which looks so different from the New York City Gotham in Dark Knight Rises. Also, Dark Knight Rises suffers from, like, a bad name because they had four years to figure out a sequel (laughs) to the fucking, you know, to the Dark Knight. They could have come up with anything they wanted to do. Like, you know, they could have called it, uh, you know, uh, the, you know... The the Cave Crusader or uh, yeah. they they called the first one Batman Begins the second one The Dark Knight why did they have to I think they were too tied to the the Dark Knight element and how everyone loved it that they they wanted to keep that name and it's like oh yeah it's a sequel to that but it's like they could have just come up with something so much better um, okay let me ask you this ran, really random question I I was thinking about this the other day I don't remember maybe I saw something on the internet but Bane Obviously, Tom Hardy. Why would they cast Tom Hardy as Bane, who is someone that is shorter than Christian Bale? I, I think I just I'm imagining the way that they shot that movie, where like every scene that they're in together, they had to make him look like he was towering over him. Like, how the hell did they do that? <laughs> well, like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess he he brought an interesting presence, but I, I feel like they could have probably. I think done Tom that. Hardy was in Dark Knight Rises because of Inception. Yeah, yeah, uh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, he's so got like, his, he's got his actors that he loves. So yeah, and like you know, uh, he's not the he's a he's a great Bane. Like that character is like really cool in like a, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, it's just not it's just not the Joker. No, and uh, then you have. You know Jack Nicholson's Joker, who is also excellent, so iconic, so great, so fantastic. So great. I, and that's one of those movies that I think we're so like, like there's now, 
But the cool thing about like people who have played the Joker is like it's a pretty like it's a pretty good group because there's actually like a lot of them. Yeah. You know, you have Heath Ledger, you have Jared Leto, you have Cesar Romero from the original TV show, Jack Nicholson. You got Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Like, there's great Jokers, man. Yeah. And now, like, Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I'm I'm stoked about this movie. Yeah, it's... I'm I'm really pumped, man. This Lego Batman shit. I love Lego movie. The Lego movie was such a surprise hit. I I remember great. when I first. I think it must have been like within the first few days that it came out. I I I don't know if I just hadn't heard about it that much, but we went and saw it in theaters, and it was just a blast. Like you just, it's another one of those kids movies that is is for adults as much as it is for the kids, and. They just did a really great job, and now we have a, a sequel sort of side sequel to it, and uh, you know it, it it's basically the Batman movie that we want, if that makes sense. Um, well, like or, all the reviews that I've been seeing, or like people who have been posting about you know being there, you know who we follow or whatever, they uh, they all seem to say it's really funny. Yeah, and like I'm down to see a funny Batman movie. Because yeah. it's way too serious, and maybe it, maybe this movie can kind of chill everybody out. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, and it, it's funny because like you've got the character who is still so serious, but just everything around him is is a total mess. Yeah. And I mean, the, the marketing, at least especially this week, oh my god, has been brilliant. You've got uh, like he, he's doing his. Uh, Gotham Cribs uh, little tour. He's he's done uh, uh, a musical uh, music video for, of the Batman song. He's got um, like different ads that cross over with other Warner Brothers properties, like Big Bang Theory. They're putting it everywhere, and you know, as they should, because it's going to be a big hit. I think I, I don't know if they've really had uh, projections out there how well it's going to do, but I think it's going to be very popular. I'm down. I really like Will Arnett doing the voice. Like it's definitely like distinct, and it's not it's not Kevin Conroy, and that's like kind of cool. Like yeah, you know, like I, we love Kevin Conroy. Thank you very much, Kevin Conroy, for a beautiful and illustrious childhood. But yeah. like at this point, like Will Arnett is just straight hilarious, and he was so funny in the Lego Movie. I love the part where he's on the boat with everybody, and then they get the Millennium Falcon comes, <laughs> and he goes on with them. And it's I love that part; it's so funny. It's great. Um, the sausage so, there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I dig him, so I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm also curious to see like what the story is. I don't really feel like I know what the story is. Yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, like I'm, which is kind of cool. Like every Batman movie, like you're marketed, you kind of like know like his main adversary what he's gonna do like this one like it looks like they have all the characters and it's gonna be like a little crazy um but you know with, with all that with, with all that like you know still I, like i don't know what's gonna happen so yeah um, i think it's see what the plot of the movie is and which i think and wish other batman movies would do because then it would make them more interesting to see in the theaters yeah, I think it just takes the pressure off because, like, everyone, if you put the title of Batman on the movie, people are going to go see it regardless of what it is. And so if you just kind of go in blind and say, yeah, it's a Batman movie, you've got your, you know, your normal cast characters and, you know, you'll enjoy it. And that's basically what this is. 
I, I'm really curious to see if it has any tie into the Lego movie at all, like um, any reference to it at all, or if it's just going to ignore it and just be its own thing, that'd be great too, because that's the other the thing about, you know, 2017, like we're in the, the era of continuity and how much uh, that's important from the Marvel and the DC movies and Star Wars, obviously, like, so just throwing that out the window sometimes might be a good thing. Um, yeah, but... I think that they should just like, they should not worry about it because, you know, think about, it would be, I, I'm getting confused here with topics. I just think that, you know, they should keep this to, to be funny and fun and, and within its own universe and, like, you know, make it for the kids. Because the kids, I don't know if they can see Batman versus Superman and, and fully get it. No. No, I don't think they can. And Can uh, a little kid deal with seeing Superman die like that? Like, he hasn't yeah. even seen Superman that long. This is this, Superman's only been around for two movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like... It's like, oh, we're killed, we're killed Superman already. This yeah, is, this is dark. Yeah, totally. I mean, it is very interesting that like they're ramping up the marketing as much as they are, and we don't have any inclination of what the story is. And uh, you know, I I think it's going to be a, a a great movie. I think it's going to be one of those surprise hits. Well, maybe not so quite a surprise hit, but do you uh, think it's going to do Deadpool numbers? Um, it might. It, it definitely might because that movie was rated R and, you know, the audience uh, demographic was certainly restricted. So, you know, with a movie like this where I think any age is, is really going to be interested in going to see it, I think the one thing that could detract from it right now is just it's, it's February and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world and people are distracted. So I don't know how much they're really tuned in but then again it's been all over tv and the internet and you know i think there were super bowl ads and stuff like that too so i'm pretty sure the kids know about it so uh, it's tracking at according to variety it's tracking at 60 million to open up i think that's low yeah so if they could if they did 100 million like that would be pretty crazy i think yeah do you uh have you decided when you're going yet i don't know yet my dad's thing was canceled for tomorrow night. Um, he was supposed to be honored at the Townwide Fund um, annual, you know, Person of the Year awards or whatever. That's awesome. And yeah, it was supposed. To, I was really excited, but due to the impending snowstorm coming tomorrow, my little brother's birthday, February 9th, uh, twenty seventeen. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be what it, it's gonna be. What it is. Yeah. All right. So, so, so now it's gonna be Mar now it's gonna be March eleventh, uh, I think. Okay. Something like that. So that'll be cool. Um, so possibly opening up an opportunity to see it tomorrow. That's what you're saying. Possibly opening <laughs> up an opportunity to see it tomorrow. Possibly opening up other opportunities. You know, if indeed the uh, you know snow impe impedes my ability to commute. You know, to my desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that. <laughs> well, I uh, I was looking it up uh, yesterday, and unfortunately, so I literally have a, a movie theater within feet of my apartment. So uh, I didn't plan it on purpose, of course not. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, they're not playing it this weekend, which 
it's a it's an eight theater movie uh, theater. So sometimes it just gets bumped. Um, but we have a couple of other theaters nearby that I think we might uh, try to get out. I, I'll probably be like Saturday when I see it. So right. um, we'll do a recap. I'm sure we'll. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. I'm sure next week. Sometime next week. Uh, we'll yeah. So that's like one kind of property. Now we're going to dip into a property that I'm really not familiar with, the world of, of television, Gotham on TV. Frank, tell me, yeah. tell me everything. So uh, I'll just put a little spoiler-ish note up there. I, I'm not going to try to go too deep into spoilers because I uh, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. And uh, it, so... Gotham is now in season three on Fox, um, and it's one of those interesting shows. I've never really loved it, but for some reason I am compelled to keep going back and watching. Um, it, it might have something to do with that one of my friends really likes it, and so we like to talk about it. But uh, it it's, uh, for me personally, has taken some time to really get going um if, if you haven't heard about gotham it's it's basically the pre-batman show and it's got a young bruce wayne and a young jim gordon as detective not commissioner and uh you've got uh early versions of penguin and riddler and uh and catwoman and that that sort of thing and um they've you know I honestly like basically the re- the main reason I wanted to bring it up this week uh, is because they just had a uh, three episode mini season arc like over January came back from the holidays and now it's off again where they they brought back in their uh, proto Joker ish character uh, called Jerome um, that he's kind of been in the show uh, for a few seasons. Um, but he uh, he came back, and th- th- for the longest time, they kept saying that he is not the Joker. He's not the Joker. He's not uh, the the origin story. But it's his his actions that uh, he instills on Gotham influence the Joker to be in the future that Batman will, of course, encounter. I kind of feel like they just threw that out the window. Um, it like. For like I said, a show that I really don't like that much, I I uh, I DVR'd all three and you know week to week to week, and I that was like the the show that I wanted to pick up and watch as soon as it, it came on. I was like, okay, you know, I want to see what happens. Um, basically, it was I kind of wish this is where the show started and not like <laughs> three seasons in. Uh, you've got it, it felt like a Joker versus Batman. Basically, you've got Bruce Wayne at almost becoming his uh, Batman self. Uh, he has his new Cree of I will not kill. And he's still a kid. He's a teenager. But he's pitted against this Jerome character who's got a... Uh, basically, it's a, a combination of a, a bunch of the versions of J- the Joker from the comic books where he actually uh, had his face, his little, literally his skin on his face ripped off and he had stapled it back on and, and so basically he's going around town with this, this crazy face and it's disgusting. And they, it all culminates in this, uh, this, this fight in a carnival. It's like, it just, it felt so Batman. It felt like the Tim Burton-y elements. You've got that, that crazy character that 
you know, he just wants to kill Bruce for his own reasons. He doesn't even know why. And he's just toying with everyone else and he's just killing people left and right for, for fun. And like, that was the Joker. Like, even though they're saying it's not, it was. And that's the Joker I want to see, not quite the one that we got earlier or last year in Batman v Superman. And it, it was really interesting that, that they went all in with this character. And, um, you know, obviously I don't want to go into too much spoilers, but that's kind of the gist of it. Um, and I don't, you know, like, like you so said, there's you, three, it's this the three mini episode, like, uh, you know, mini series within a series like that kind of turned you on back to it. Or do you think that it's like, you know, kind of definitive and it's like kind of transcends, like, what do well, you, what do you think I should check it out? What do you think? I would definitely recommend, like, if you've never seen the show before, I wouldn't really worry about the the the, the episodes beforehand. Because, you know, that can get really daunting sometimes. You see it on Netflix, it's like, oh, two, three seasons. Like, that's, especially with network TV, it's like 22 episodes. It's, it's a lot to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you wanted to just get a really cool snippet of the show, um, some of the best that the show has been, like, granted... Over the three episodes, I think it peaked at the end. I don't think it was uh, 100% all the time. Um, but, you know, and the other, I mean, obviously the other thing is that there are some, like, B storylines that are going on that if you had been watching, you'd probably get a little bit more out of. But if you've, you know, got got some time and if you're interested, I would definitely suggest checking it out. I, I'm optimistic about when it comes back in April or something like that, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'll hold my breath because it's been <laughs> two and a half seasons of kind of like, uh, all right, Gotham, let's see what happens this week. And it's a little bit repetitive. And But I'm hopeful that maybe we'll get a a true, uh, like, almost Batman-esque character uh, on it. Because we won't have really a vigilante either. But the only other thing that I was thinking as I was watching it was like, man, I wonder if they're thinking that they're going to get canceled and that they're trying to go out big and really, you know, dot the lines to, to Batman at this point, which I think would be fine if they, they finish the season off strong. Um, but again, I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a show that you need to go on for six, seven years to, to mm-hmm. tell the story of uh, teenage Batman before he has his, uh, his scare with the bats and goes train the goes to train with uh, Raj Al Ghul or something like that. So that's my spiel, my my little pitch for Gotham, which I you know if you asked me last year if uh, if I if you'd want to watch it, I'd say yeah, it's probably one you can miss. But I'm surprised I'm saying it. <laughs> that's cool. Does it have continuity with the other DC shows? You know, it does not. So that and that was another thing that uh, has always turned me off to it because it's on Fox and it's technically a prequel, so uh, it, it doesn't connect at all. But that's one of the things that I really like about the CW shows is that you've got characters going back and forth on uh, you know between Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl now. So, uh, but yeah, that show doesn't connect. It'd be nice one day if there was like a crisis on infinite earth kind of thing where in some reality they they exist together but it'd be i think it'd be really cool if they did that with the movies or the old movies or the old tv shows like how cool would it be if like i don't but like the only person who could like really do that would have to be like 
like it would have to be like Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd have to get somebody like who, like, could just direct the hell out of a story that complicated. Yeah, I mean, like, it, does he even want to do that? I don't even think so. Probably not. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like someone like Kevin Smith might be willing to do it. Or I don't know. I don't know. Kevin Smith would have the funniest version of that. I'll tell you. Yeah, that's true. But like, wouldn't it be cool to see like uh, the uh, the like arrow, Green Arrow, going up with uh, you know the Lois and Clark Superman, Dean Cain and uh, Terry Hatcher, or something like that. Like because like those actors and actresses are still out there, and like so so what if it happened twenty years ago? You know those universes in our minds probably keep going, right? They so. brought in the the other the older the old Flash from the early '90s TV show onto the new Flash show. They, yeah, I mean, they, he's on it, he's a different character, but, uh, then they kind of, kind of did it a little bit, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, it's, it's not like that those two shows are completely connected, but they, it's more of an homage is all I'll say. Um, so yeah, but there's a lot of really good TV, I, uh, I, I keep up with a lot of the DC shows, so it, it's interesting as we kind of... Not maybe not bashed, but uh, the we we had some not so nice things to say about the DC movies. Have I, you played the Arkham games? I have not. Oh. I actually have not. Um, oh my god, dude! Oh my god, dude! So I have started playing uh, Arkham Asylum. They re-released them for uh, Xbox One. Oh. oh, they're great, man! They're really really fun, and the uh, like. The fighting is just like top notch, and you're just like moving through the shit, beating people up, and uh, like the it's hard, but it's also really, really beautiful and like totally sweet. So like I hope that they bring something like that to the Nintendo Switch because I think people uh, would love to play those games. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think they because um, there's like three or four of them that have come out over the past couple of years and well there's well there's really a trilogy there's so there's arkham asylum then there's arkham city and then no, there's no. whatever the most latest one is. arkham knight i think no 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 because arkham knight actually is not in the same continuity <laughs> no no that's that's you, origins origins isn't uh, oh no you are right arkham knight you're right so one of them came out on Wii U. I think it was the, the Origins one, the like, the fake one. I, I thought about getting it. Maybe City was too. I think it was City that I was thinking about getting. But uh, yeah, it'd be cool if they re-released them on Switch. Uh, I think there are a lot of people that probably haven't played them. The other uh, game that came out somewhat recently. Do you know anything about the Telltale games? The uh, like, did you hear about like the Walking Dead games back like a year? Or two or three years ago. No. It's, so, I mean, the way I played them, they're uh, on mobile, um, but you, they also released them on, you know, Xbox One and PS4 and everything like that. But I play them on my phone, on my iPad. Um, but the Telltale company, they're really known for, like, story-based games, and it's it very... Uh, it's not quite focused on the action elements. It's more on the, you know, the, the dialogue, and you've got, like, some small things to do, because it's, like, it's on your phone, so you just do, like, little taps here and there, and uh, I played the, the Walking Dead, I played the, the Game of Thrones game a little bit, but they, they came out with one um, for Batman, uh, I guess, at the end of last year, and 
that was one that I was interested in picking up. I haven't yet, but uh, it, it was apparently pretty good too. Uh, so, you know, and I think they're, they're, I think Marvel is doing one. They're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy game. So, oh shit, yeah. So that Marvel announcement. Oh yeah. What was that? So I was right. <laughs> right. All the speculation that we we had was really really cool and it was fun to chat through. And maybe one day some of those things will come to pass, but. The uh, the big announcement was a uh, collaboration between Marvel and Square Enix, where they um, are doing a new Avengers game, and it's they really didn't crazy. have much to show, but it looks cool. <laughs> right. And I, I think it, it's uh, like you were saying last week. Uh, it's that kind of big game that we haven't had for Marvel. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be uh, like a multiplayer co-op game or if it's going to be more single-player focused, but I think you're going to get a really cool graphically uh, sound and beautiful game out of that team. And, uh, you know, knowing what they've done in the past with, with RPGs, it's probably going to have a lot of depth to it and you're going to be able to probably play a lot of different characters and, you know, rotate out your team. And I... I hope and cross my fingers that it'll come to a Nintendo platform, but uh, if not, uh, I will live vicariously through you or some other friends that do get to play it. Um, right. And, uh, yeah, so that was that, but it's it was a little bit surprising. I, I think, honestly, if, if, if it was something bigger, they probably would have made a bigger splash. I think we just sort of caught wind of it when it was coming out uh like the announcement that just teased it um but yeah that was that um i don't know so you got you got any, anything else you want to talk to today or uh or maybe we just kind of save uh save some time for uh lego batman in the next couple of days after yeah we see. that's fine i'm down so uh thanks very much everybody um, it was real great chatting with you, chatting with you, Frank, as always, one of my best buddies in the whole wide world. To the rest of the world, um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at LLH Podcast. We are also available to be emailed at info at longlostheroes.net and check out our website, longlostheroes.net, uh, where you can reach us uh, and ask us any uh, questions. Um, Frank, anything else? No, that, that's pretty much it for me. Like, like AJ said, we're really excited about this project and uh, hope to uh, to get the word out to everybody and hope everyone enjoys it. And we're going to keep doing it as long as we can and as long as it's fun because that's what this is all about. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Frank. Have a great night. And uh, take care, everybody.